Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Join us live Tuesday nights at 7 Pacific or by podcast anytime throughout the academic year. Listen live at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or by podcast each week over iTunes or at our conference website, GNACsports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Greetings and welcome to our very first live episode of GNAC Insider. We're thrilled that you're here for our inaugural live podcast of the show that keeps you up to date on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Well, thanks again for joining us tonight. We've got a great show lined up for you, and I hope you'll pencil in Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Blog Talk Radio slash GNAC Insider for your chance to keep up to date live every week on what's going on in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And I want to start the show by welcoming a guy who's put a tremendous amount of work into making this happen and has done a great job as sort of an executive producer, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, thanks for being with us tonight. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me here on uh, GNAC Insider. Well, thank you. I know you've got sort of work to do behind the scenes, and I'm going to let you uh, line up some of our guests. But I thank you again, Evan, for the fantastic job you've done in preparation. We've got a very exciting show for you. Of course, if you're a sports fan, if you're a college football fan, this is a great time of year because we've got college football and we've got a couple of really big games to kick off the season that are going to be previewed with a couple of the top play-by-play announcers in the conference. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to have a conversation a little bit later about soccer. We're going to keep you up to date on social media. We're going to kind of give you an idea about uh, how you can be involved in the show, either by calling in live, which you could do right now if you wish, or through social media. So we're going to make all of that possible for you here on GNAC Insider. Let me start by giving that telephone number. If you'd like to call in and talk to a guest anytime during the show, it's 347-855-8426. You might jot it down, 347-855-8426, for you to call in and speak to our guests. And speaking of our guests, we're very happy to have Rob Lowry join us. Rob is the Central Washington University play-by-play man, and this is going to be a big weekend for college football on the air in the conference as we've got a couple of really key matchups. On Saturday, Humboldt State picked to win the GNAC in the 2013 preseason coaches poll, um, and the Lumberjacks will be put to the test early as they host Simon Fraser in the first conference matchup of the season. And we're going to hear from the play-by-play man of uh, the Lumberjacks in just a little bit. But first, let me introduce Rob Lowry, uh, Central Washington University's football play-by-play broadcaster. Rob, thanks for being with us tonight on GNAC Insider. Well, Kevin, i got to admit, it's uh, quite an honor to be the first guest on GNAC Insider uh, this year, and I appreciate uh, appreciate you talking to me tonight. Oh, it, it, it really, the privilege is ours having you here. Now, you've got an exciting program. You've got a big game coming up this weekend. Tell me what the atmosphere is like. I know you know, you get to this time of year and everybody's thinking football. What are things uh, looking like this year uh, surrounding this big preseason game? 
Well, things are looking big as the Wildcats get set to take on uh, Texas A&M University Kingsville here in Ellensburg this year. We played them down in Kingsville last year, and we lost uh, in a game that probably was a little closer than the final score would indicate. It ended up being 35-7 on the scoreboard. But when you take a look at the statistics, and I actually went back and reviewed some of those statistics today, if you wouldn't have known what the score was on the scoreboard, I think you could have made a case that the Wildcats would have won that game. Uh, we had some costly turnovers. Uh, we missed a couple of field goals. Things just didn't really go our way uh, last year down there at Kingsville. And I think this year uh, the team, and, and we do have a number of Wildcats who played down there last year, they want to accord themselves a little better this year here at home in front of what's going to be a real big crowd. Generally, our first game is played uh, during the Kittitas County Fair up here. Uh, this year, the game is being played one week after the fair, so some of the fair goers and, and people who may not have taken in the game in a typical year, we expect to be out this coming Saturday, so we're expecting a big house at Tomlinson Stadium, and quite frankly, I expect a real good college football game. So I can imagine how the emotion could be after losing last year, making a long trip, and let's face it, that's probably the longest trip that a lot of these kids have made for athletics in their lifetime to go last year down to Texas A&M Kingsville. So this year, they're coming up here. And, and, and you know, how do you think that, that will uh, be for the team from a confidence standpoint? Well, for the Wildcats, I think it's going to be a confidence boost, no question. Every time we have a team that we bring in here to Tomlinson Stadium, because we know the field, we know the weather conditions that we're going to be facing, we're going to have the crowd on our side. Uh, we think we have a distinct advantage, and I think that's going to be the case this year. Uh, but I do want to make it clear, I don't think anybody on the Wildcat coaching staff or any of the players are looking past Kingsville or thinking it's going to be an easy game. We know they're a good team. Uh, they, like the Wildcats, have a new head coach this year. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I was thinking back, and I've been doing Wildcat sports on the radio now. Uh, this is going to be my 28th year. And I don't wow. think I have ever gone into a season opener where there were two new head coaches facing off, bringing in teams with two redshirt freshman quarterbacks. So it's going to be a real interesting matchup in that regard on Saturday. Wow, you're right. That is really interesting. Now, are the offenses basically the same? I know it might be a little bit hard for you to, to understand uh, you know, exactly what Texas A&M Kingsville looks like, but from the Central Washington standpoint, will, will uh, John Pika be, be running essentially the same offense? Yeah, it's, 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 he will be running significantly in the same offense we've had here in the past several years. I think one thing that, that John wants to do, he wants this team to be even more physical than it has been in recent years. He wants to run the football. He wants to use the run to set up the pass. Uh, we have more experience at the running back position than we do at the wide receiver position, though we have some talented players out there at the wideouts. And, again, that redshirt freshman quarterback for us. Uh, and so going into the season, I think – uh, the Wildcats are going to rely uh, fairly heavily on, on the run game, at least early in contests. I, I've done a little bit of studying up on Kingsville already, and uh, it looks like they have, uh, they, they've changed their offense to a certain degree, at least reading some of their preseason literature. It looks like they're going to go to a more of a read option offense. Last year they had a nice balance of run and pass. They had some veteran running backs, veteran signal callers, uh, and they returned three real good wide receivers this year, so it's going to be interesting to see how this new uh, this read option offense is going to meld or, or gel, I guess I should say, with uh, with those talented wideouts who return for them this year. But especially with a redshirt freshman quarterback, I mean, that's an offense that might be better for a kid with a little bit more experience, seems to me. 
Well, again, it's uh, it's an offense where uh, you have to key off certain reads, and if you have a defense like the Wildcats do that has a lot of returners coming back, if you can disguise some of your coverages or you disguise some of those reads, it could be a, it could be a good night for the Wildcats. But again, until you see a team on the field, and Texas A&M Kingsville certainly has a lot of good athletes on that squad, uh, and some very fast athletes as well. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup and an interesting contrast in styles. It looks like on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, I should say. It sounds like it. And game time is what on Saturday? One o'clock at Tomlinson Stadium. It's going to be a good one. Okay, that sounds terrific. Now, just give me a, your thoughts about John Pika and his uh, transition here as head coach. Well, John and I have known each other the entire time he's been here. I, I go back so far that I actually called games when John was a player here at Central. Uh, he was a center. He was a tremendous. He was an undersized center, but he was a guy who uh, was an, was an all league center in his senior year. Uh, a tremendous player, tremendous football mind. And over the past 25 years, as he's been on the coaching staff here, he, he's learned uh, every position. He's coached, I think, just about every position on the field this year. He is going to remain as a co-offensive coordinator, and he's coaching the running backs. Uh, and, I, you know, his time is now. I think he is going to do a great job with his team. He's known this program. He's been an assistant under five other head coaches. And I think he's just going to do a real good job. He's he's uh, kind of stoic on the sidelines. He's not like a Pete Carroll where you get a, a lot of rah-rah, or he's not maybe like a, a, a Jim Harbaugh where you're more demonstrative. He's a little more stoic on the sidelines, but that doesn't indicate that he doesn't really – uh, live and die with the Wildcats, and uh, he is in every play mentally. He's he's a he's going to be a good coach for the Wildcats, and I think that'll prove out on Saturday. Well, Rob, good luck. I hope the Wildcats have a terrific day on Saturday, and you're feeling as good about things Saturday evening as you are right now. Well, I'll tell you, I, I'm guardedly optimistic about the season for the Wildcats. Last year, we won our fourth GNAC championship in the last five years, and I'm certainly not chalking up another one just yet. And I'll be honest with you, Kevin, I think every team in the GNAC this year should be guardedly optimistic heading into the season. I think in the tail end last year, everybody in the league showed that they could beat anybody else. And, and what can you say about that Azusa Pacific bunch last year, the way they come up in, uh, at the end of the year and, and bit some people and, and, and bit them hard? So I think this year could be the most balanced GNAC race maybe ever. It's, it's going to be an exciting one, and this one, just like last year, could very well go down to the final weekend of play before we decide who this year's champ's going to be. That sounds very exciting. You know, in in a way, this game here, as you go with a national contender, a national power like uh, Texas A&M Kingsville, it's really a chance to sort of make a statement about the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, don't you think? I think there's no question about it. Any time that any of our teams plays out of league, uh, especially when we go to a, a conference like the Lone Star that has uh, had tremendous football success over the years. If you can beat one of you, their teams, that shows a lot about the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, and not just Central. Anytime any of our teams plays out of conference, I, I think uh, when we accord ourselves well and when we win, that shows that this GNAC conference is one to be reckoned with now and is only going to get better as the conference expands and, and, and builds in future years. Rob, I look forward to having you on the show again. Thanks for being Kevin, with us. Kevin, I appreciate it. You call me anytime. Okay, thanks so much, Rob. I greatly appreciate your uh, coming on the show with us. We're going to be back with more GNAC Insider in just a moment. With 10 institutions in five states and one Canadian province, 
The Great Northwest Athletic Conference has established itself as one of the premier athletic associations in NCAA Division II. In its proud history, 71 GNAC teams have recorded top 10 national finishes, with national titles coming in men's basketball, women's soccer, and men's soccer. Covering one of the largest footprints in the NCAA, GNAC members include University of Alaska Anchorage, University of Alaska Fairbanks, Central Washington University, Montana State University Billings, Northwest Nazarene University, St. Martin's University, Seattle Pacific University, Simon Fraser University, Western Oregon University, and Western Washington University. We're back on GNAC Insider. Thanks for being with us. This is the first show we're doing live. You may have listened last year to the podcast of GNAC Insider, and we're going to have a lot of the same elements that we've had in the podcast, and you can still listen to the show via podcast if you can't listen to it live. So if you miss Tuesday night, no problem. You can catch it later in the week, and I hope you will. Let me now uh, mention that we've got another big football game coming up. We mentioned uh, Humboldt State earlier. The Lum Lumberjacks program uh, is uh, has the advantage of another senior broadcaster in the conference, J.B. Mathers, who's been doing Lumberjack football games for 10 years. J.B., thanks for coming on the show with us. Kevin, my pleasure. Thank you uh, for having me. So, according to what I understand, the coaches have uh, voiced their opinions about who the Great Northwest Athletic Conference football uh, strength is this year, and HSU seems to be getting the nod. Yeah, you know, they got the nod. I think it's uh, I think it's two-part. I think one is, uh, you know, credit to Rob Smith and the program he's built at Humboldt State, the respect. I mean, five, six years ago, no way you're going to pick Humboldt State preseason number one, but now that Coach Smith is there, uh, you can look that way. And I think it's a bit of an indictment on, uh, you know, what happened at Central Washington making a head coaching change right before the season began. Okay. Uh, that that sounds fair. Now, tell us about uh, Coach Smith. What do you think is it that's made him so successful uh, in the short time that he's been there? He's a great football coach. Uh, I'll never forget it. When he took over six years ago, uh, Humboldt State, the last game they had played, they lost 64 to nothing at Western Washington. Had something like negative uh, Western Oregon, excuse me. Uh, had something like negative eight yards of offense, and it was just an all-time low. And Rob Smith did not get hired till the end of recruiting season, uh, early in the spring. And he came in with pretty much the same team, a couple of new guys, and they lost uh, in their opener to a Division One team in, in Sacramento State. But from the moment his team took the field, you could tell there was a different attitude. And quite frankly, Rob Smith is a, is a really good football coach, and he knows how to coach football, especially at the Division II level. And, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, Humboldt State went from a, a team that uh, struggled, to say the least, to, you know, contending uh, for the GNAC year in, year out. And I personally think Rob Smith deserves uh, a ton of that credit. Well, you're making a convincing case. Would you say that he's the kind of guy who basically just, uh, you know, uh, Coaches uh, blocking sorry, and tackling and fundamentals. I'm sorry. Would uh, you well, say that Coach no, no, Smith? I got you there. I got okay. you. You know, I mean, I think it's, of course, it's fundamentals. I mean, look at Rob Smith's team. They don't make as many mistakes. The penalties are down. They were up a little last year. They didn't have as good a year last year, and they're lacking at some spots. Um, but they're they're going to come. They're going to play hard. You're always going to get the best effort. 
from a Rob Smith uh, coach team. They block, they tackle. They're going to try to cut down on mistakes. Offensively, they're going to run a lot of plays. I mean, they went no huddle two years ago, and they were fast. Rob expects to be even faster this year. And with what uh, Coach McClure is doing on defense, just really trying to complement the office. But the biggest thing I think that Rob brings to the program is a certain uh, certain type of attitude. And it's not a swag or anything, but it's just a simple fact. When you show up to practice, you're going to put your work in, and week in, week out, the Lumberjacks are going to show up. There's there's no weeks off or, you know, the team missing the bus and, and having an off week. I mean, they may not be the most talented team, and they're going to lose games, but it's not going to be for not showing up. That, that's a great place to be. So tell me about some of the more exciting stars on this year's squad. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people know about Nick Richard-Dooley. The guy's a stud. I mean, enough said. And you know what you're going to get out of him. You're going to get a lot of carries, and he's going to run as hard as he can. And there's no reason, you know, he can't go for 12, 13, 1,400 yards. Uh, David Culp, he starts things up front, anchoring that offensive line. But I think the X factor, uh, a guy who's going to really be the difference between a championship season or middle of the pack is going to be what Kyle Morris does, the quarterback. He backed up Mike Prue, the championship year, and then was ineligible last year with some academic uh, uh, concerns that came up. He rededicated himself. He is back. Now, he is not. And what year is he? He is uh, he is a junior. And, you know, with Kyle, he's a kid out of Ukiah who Humble State liked out of high school. He went to Idaho State. Uh, he's thrown a touchdown pass in between the hedges against Georgia. You know, a new coaching staff came in at Idaho State, said, Kyle, you know, we're going to make some changes. So he left, and he uh, got back in touch with Rob Smith and Eric Tripp and came here. I'll give you some real quick. Coach McClure, who sees him in practice, told me in the spring, Kyle Morris is harder to defend than Mike Frew. So that says a lot wow. about Kyle Morris. Wow. I can see why you're excited. So give us, a preview so. Of this, give us a preview of this weekend's game against Simon Fraser. Well, obviously Simon Fraser comes in. Each year they're only getting better since they came back to the GNAC. Uh, they did the question marks. They lost their quarterback, and they've got new coordinators. So what does Rob Smith prepare for? Who knows? But you better be ready for her, Lamar Durant. He's an NFL prospect at wide receiver. He torched the Lumberjacks two times last year. He's torched a lot of teams. He's going to get his. Um, hopefully the Lumberjacks just can try to slow him down a little bit and uh, make it happen. And offensively, Lumberjacks are going to try to, you know, they're going to try to come out running. They're going to pass. And they're going to try to get 80 to 90 plays in and uh, try to dictate the game. And anytime you're at the Red River Bowl, you got to factor in the crowd. At Humboldt State, it's going to be a night game. They're going to be tailgating. Rob Smith and the Lumberjacks have won 14 of their last 16 home games, and that's got the community fired up. I'll bet it does. It sounds like a great way to spend a Saturday night. What time is game? Game time? 6 o'clock kickoff in the Red Revolt. Tailgating begins at 4 if you want to make a rowing <laughs> tour, Kata. Okay, very good. Hey, thank you so much, JB, for being with us. Look forward to having you on again sometime, and uh, good luck to the Lumberjacks this weekend. Kevin, look forward to seeing and uh, talking to you guys again at any time. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. J.B. Mathers, uh, guest here on GNAC Insider. I'll tell you, it's hard not to get excited about the football season coming up. we got some great games already this opening weekend. Hey, let me tell you, I mentioned earlier social media. And Evan O'Kelly has done a great job setting up social media with the help of the commissioner, Dave Hagland. And there are different ways for you to participate in the conference, both uh, with this show and outside the show in social media. So 
for example, tonight, if you have a topic you'd like to have us talk about or a question about the conference, we're going to be talking about a lot of different sports all throughout the year, the sports that are in season most of the time. But we'll have information throughout uh, the season, sometimes on off-season topics as well. But you can tweet at GNAC Sports and use the hashtag GNAC Insider. And if you do that, then we'll be able to find that question very quickly, and you'll have a chance to have your topic discussed live on the air tonight. So you can participate tonight. Go to Twitter, uh, tweet us at GNAC Sports, and then use that hashtag. You know, it looks kind of like the pound sign, and put GNAC Insider, and that'll help us flag that message and know that we can take that uh, on the air tonight, whether it's a question or a comment that you'd like to make about anything that's said on the show or anything else having to do with GNAC Athletics. So, all you Facebook, uh, excuse me, Facebook users out there, be sure to find our page and click the like button. And if you do so, you can stay updated on news and highlights from around the GNAC. You want to see live interviews with players and coaches from around the conference? Check out the GNAC channel on YouTube. That's G N A C S P O R T S. GNAC Sports on YouTube. So you've got a lot of different ways to use social media and get your fill and stay updated with all the information that's going on in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We'll be back with more GNAC Insider right after this. To call in live, dial 347-855-8426 or tweet at GNAC Sports on Twitter. Or send us a message on Facebook. We'll be right back. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. And we are back on GNAC Insider. Let me give you a chance here to get updated on what's going on around the around the GNAC. Time to check in on what's happening around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Former Humboldt State football offensive lineman Tyler Boggs has made the roster of the NFL's Chicago Bears. The former three-time All-GNAC selection is listed number two on the Bears' depth chart at center. In Bellingham, Western Washington junior Mark Strickland won the Bellingham Amateur over the weekend in golf, recording a 54-hole total of seven under par. In Monmouth, Oregon, we check in on Western Oregon University, which revealed its 2013 Hall of Fame induction class. Inductees to be enshrined on October 25th include the 1996 women's basketball team, men's basketball player, Kick Arkambault, football track standout Irv Garrison, volleyball player Megan Inglesby, track and field star Alicia Marshall, and track and field distance standout Wes Tildner. Here's first-year athletic director Bob Deerling. Excuse me, Barb, Barb Deerling. It spans uh, from the early years of uh, Western Oregon University uh, when it was OCE all the way up to the current era. And, you know, we're very pleased with um, the accomplishments that these folks uh, you know, did when they were here at Western Oregon, and they've distinguished themselves. 
and we're just absolutely thrilled that we're going to be able to forever enshrine them into our Athletics Hall of Fame. Deering, who took over as the Western Oregon Athletic Director in July, also announced that the Wolves will host a Fan Fest on campus on September 20th. The event will feature food, fun, and a chance to meet Western Oregon athletes and coaches. It is a way for us to basically extend the hand out to the campus community, the community at large, uh, all of our alums and uh, donors, and um, what I would call casual fan. And it's we want to invite everyone in for what I'm calling a, a huge block party, um, of which uh, they will have the opportunity to uh, meet uh, the student athletes from each of the teams. Uh, they'll have an opportunity to engage with them, uh, be able to get autographs, um, we will have uh, our drum line here, cheer will be here. Uh, we have several sponsors that are coming in uh, to be able to f provide some food and beverage for everyone. Um, and it's going to be just a, an old-fashioned block party. Everybody come in and, and have an opportunity to, to engage and talk and, and have fun with one another and, and get us ready to go for a, you know our game for the next day. That's Barb Deering athletic director at Western Oregon University. We'll be right back. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Okay, now let's take a look at what's going on this upcoming week in the GNAC. Football kicks off on Saturday for all six GNAC schools. We touched on the conference matchup between Simon Fraser and Humboldt State, as well as Central Washington's big preseason contest against Texas A&M Kingsville. Dixie State leads to Pocatello, uh, rather heads to Pocatello, Idaho, to take on Idaho State, while Western Washington travels to Cheney, Washington, to face Eastern Washington. Azusa Pacific heads to Allendale, Michigan, for a preseason game against Grand Valley State. The Western Oregon Invitational Volleyball Tournament begins on Thursday, featuring the host Wolves as well as reigning GNAC champion and 2013 preseason favorite Western Washington. All-American libero Samantha Hutchinson, excuse me, Samantha Hutchinson returns to the Vikings lineup, which went 24-4 and overall in the 2012 season, including an impressive 16-2 and mark in GNAC play. Alaska Fairbanks hosts its annual cross-country invitational with runners from UAF, Montana State Billings, and Seattle Pacific set to take the course on Thursday. Men's and women's preseason favorite Alaska Anchorage will navigate the course at Central Oahu, Central Oahu Regional Park at the Chaminade Invitational on Saturday at 8 a.m. Hawaii time. Moving to women's soccer, exhibition play heats up this weekend with number 23 Seattle Pacific set to face UC San Diego on Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time in California. GNAC preseason favorite Western Washington also takes on UC San Diego on Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. The Vikings look to defend last season's GNAC title under 10-year veteran head coach Travis Connell and, excuse me, uh, Travis Connell. 
and WWU is ranked 12th in the country in the National Soccer Coaches Association of America, of America preseason poll. UC San Diego is a tough opponent for both those teams, winning last year's NCAA Western Regional and finishing as NCAA Division II national runner-up. We are lucky now to have as a guest Brina Sitch, WWU women's soccer player, the, joining us uh, to give us the inside scoop on the Vikings, and she is the was the 2012 GNAC Defensive Player of the Year. Brina, thanks for coming on the show with us. You're welcome. Anytime. It's a privilege having you here. So give us an idea about what it means to be picked not only as the GNAC preseason favorite, but also the number 12 team in the nation. Well, it means that we're coming in on top, which is a little different than we normally are. We're kind of usually the underdogs, so that gives us a little bit of different of a mindset coming into uh, exhibition games and all the games in general. And I think it's important that now we have a target on our back, so that just makes us more ready for anything that the other teams are going to throw for us. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're not going to sneak up on anybody this year, it sounds like. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so what's the atmosphere like around the team? Well, we have almost all returners. We only lost two seniors who, I mean, irreplaceable players, but we also gained a lot of new freshmen, So, or, I mean, a couple new freshmen, but they're all really great players. So we're kind of the same same mindset. We're trying to start where we ended last year and come back strong and not have any injuries or any kind of thing that will hold us back. We're really, really looking forward to the game this weekend to kind of get revenge if we can. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that, uh, the revenge uh, from last year. Well, I mean, I know from the returners it's just a game that has been in our head all summer, all preseason. It's kind of something that we think about when we're out there playing, when it's just kind of the last the last burning thing in our in our season last year and it was such a close game and such a great game. You know, at the end of it you were upset but you also realized that we played an amazing game against an amazing team and, you know, we're gonna come back out there this year and, you know, be even better than we were last year. You know, it seems it seems a little bit unusual to me sometimes to have a schedule where such a, a game that you're focusing on happens so early in the year. You know, usually those kind of, kind of things happen later in the season. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's lucky. We got lucky because, you know, we're starting out strong. We have a big opponent from the beginning. I mean, every game we play is going to be a tough game. Every team we play is good in different ways. So to start off with a good opponent that we have some history with is going to kind of put us on the right track because we're looking big picture. We're not just looking GNAC. We're looking to go to regionals and hopefully nationals. So it's not just about, you know, one game at a time. It's about the big picture as well. Yeah, without taking an eye off every opponent. You know, it's kind of tough to have that balance. So how is yeah. the team's health? Is the team pretty healthy? Um, Actually, this is the best and most healthiest our team has been since I've been here in preseason. They're everyone, almost everyone's ready to play. We come in, we came in really, really fit this year, a lot fitter than we had in the past. So I think that's definitely been a contributor to how well our team is staying fit and healthy. 
having a coach like uh, Travis Connell, who's brought you know a lot of experience to the program, what's that meant to the team? Well, this year especially, it's nice because we have him all to ourselves. We don't have to share him with the guys anymore. But I think that he, when it comes to later on in the season, he really knows what we need to focus on, and he's good at balancing out too much work with getting some rest and making sure that we're kind of balanced with that, especially later on in the season when we head to the regional games or whatever. But he he really understands the balance, and I think that's really important for a team that has to play so many games in a season. You talk about balance, and I know academics fits into that whole thing too. That's always something that's got to be, you know, you you got to remember that that that's something you always have to work into your to your life lifestyle. Oh, definitely. Last year we uh, missed a lot of school because of traveling, so it definitely it was definitely really difficult to balance up. But most of the teachers at Western have been pretty understanding, and we have a lot of time on the buses to make sure we're staying up to date with our studies. (laughs) You know, that's one thing they say about your generation, Brina, is you know how to multitask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're learning quick. (laughs) Very good. Hey, thanks so much. I hope you have a fantastic season. I know you've got a lot of uh, hopes for this coming season, and I'm sure it'll be uh, every bit as exciting as you wish. Thanks for joining us, Brina. Thank you. Okay, we... uh, Why choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds. Changing lives. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. Gee, it's great to hear the student-athletes. You know, the student-athletes and the coaches and the broadcasters, there's so many people involved in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference who have so much going on. And I think when you can hear how bright a young athlete like Brina is, uh, you really get an idea of the ca- of the caliber of student-athlete that uh, we all uh, enjoy watching on the field. But you get a better sense of it when you get to hear uh, how articulate uh, players are and and uh, coaches as well. And speaking of coaches, we are uh, delighted uh, to stay with uh, soccer for a minute. We have Simon Fraser uh, coming up with a big game against Cal State East Bay uh, for a preseason bout on Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific time in Hayward, California. Last season, after winning the GNAC for the third consecutive year, the Klan advanced all the way to the NCAA Division II Final Four before falling to eventual national runner-up Saginaw Valley State. Our next guest is Carlo Basso, SFU men's soccer player. We're very happy to have Carlo on the show with us. Thanks for being with us, Carlo. No problem. Thank you very much for having me, Kevin. Well, what an exciting year that must have been for you guys last year. Oh, it was phenomenal. I mean, uh, for our first year uh, to be eligible to compete in the national tournament, um, for the squad and the group to uh, have gone that far and – competed so well um i can say nothing but good things about it it was phenomenal here yeah first year in ncaa and 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 you go that far i mean you have to have raised some eyebrows i would think i mean yeah i definitely think so um i think uh, a lot of especially the american schools um 
Uh, we caught their eye just because we were the fit, first foreign school to compete in the NCAA. Um, but the fact that we did so well um, is awesome for our program and our school to really put us on the map here um, at the NCAA level. How is your fan support uh, there at Simon Fraser? Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, I know um, for one game last year against Azusa Pacific, who was um, a rival of ours during our NAIA years as well, I believe we got close to 1,000 fans um, out to one game, which is, I mean, great for this level. We can't complain at all. Oh, that's exciting. It, it, it fires you up, doesn't it? Uh, you get out there in the, on oh. the – uh... Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a completely different atmosphere um, opposed to when you're playing in front of nobody. You know, let's say you're at, or at a neutral site where you're playing in front of 50 to 100 people. If you're playing in front of um, a group uh, of fans that uh, really care about the program and uh, what you're trying to achieve as students and athletes, um, it's a special feeling for sure. So now the team has been recognized, been ranked number three in the nation. What does that do to the team? I mean, does it does it make you feel like you do have a target on your back a little bit, and you've and you've gotten people's attention? They're going to be I mean, pointing at the that, schedule. Um, with the rankings, it's a preseason ranking, so nobody has really proven anything yet. Um, we come in, everybody comes in at uh, zero and zero, no wins, no losses, no no ties. Um, so in the end, we all have to prove uh, prove everything. So if we start the season, we lose our first game. I mean, the the initial rankings doesn't mean much, but um, based on our season last year you'd have to say that we're coming in with a target on our back um we have to be ready to play and uh, be ready to perform every game because every team's going to want to beat us and um it's just about taking each game uh one at a time and uh being prepared to to play against teams that are going to want to do what they can to knock us down um which is reasonable and understandable yeah, I think that what you just said is so logical for a team with a high ranking because every team is going to look at your game, and for them, that's their big game, you know, of the regular season, and you guys have to have to look at them the same way. Oh, exactly. I mean, you have to approach every game uh, like it's your last game, especially because these teams are. They're saying that this is our chance to get ourselves in a good spot here. If we beat this team, um, we can get in ourselves in contention to make the national tournament and help our um, help our case in that sort of sense, right? So we have to be prepared to come to every game and battle, and um, I think we expect that. We've prepared for that out of this preseason, so it's uh, it's going to be exciting. So tell me about the squad this year compared to last year. Um, I mean, there's a 12 to 13 new players, I think. I think it's 13, so it's a lot different squad, but um, Coach has always managed to, to recruit quality players, and uh, um, it hasn't changed this year. So I think... Um, We've recruited a lot of maturity as well, some transfers um, and some players from uh, overseas. Um, so the squad depth, I mean, it's never been an issue um, in previous years, and I um, I doubt that will be an issue this year as well. You come back this year after being the clan's top striker last year. What goals do you have for the coming season? I mean, personally, my goals are just do what I can to help the team be successful. Um, ultimately, the, the team is bigger than the individual. Um, and as a striker, I have to do my job to put the ball in the net and uh, help our team win matches. Um, so ultimately, that's the goal, to help the team win as many games as possible. Um, but individually as well, you always want to be successful. Carlo, thank you so much. I think you've got your – it sounds like you've got your head in the right place. Uh, you guys went to Costa Rica. How did that trip go? Uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, it's a great experience um, being able to play at a high level, um, which we did in Costa Rica playing against two um, professional squads. Um, but at the same time, being able to grow closer as a team um, 
and really get gain that team uh, camaraderie, especially with new players coming in. You always want to be able to make those connections um, and grow stronger as a team because collectively um, it's not always about having the best individual players, but how you do play together. So I think that that experience of being able to grow closer with each other um, while playing at a, at a very high level was an amazing experience. And uh, you can't complain. It's Costa Rica. I mean, it's beautiful there. So I think everybody can <laughs> attest that it was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> a great opportunity. Hey, have a great season. Thank you so much, Carlo, for uh, being with us, uh, and I uh, hope you have a terrific year. No problem, Kevin. Thank you very much. Thank you, Carlo. Okay, so Bye-bye. Carlo Basso, the uh, top striker from Simon Fraser, and another uh, great athlete here to have on our premiere edition of our live broadcast on Blog Talk Radio of GNAC Insider. And we're going to be back with more GNAC Insider in just a moment. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SBU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. Very happy to have all the great guests we've had. And I want to give another tip of the hat to Evan O'Kelly, uh, who's done a great job uh, preparing this show and, and giving me a lot of uh, information in my preparation, doing all the work in social media and scheduling the guests and getting them so well prepared for the show. Great job, Evan. also want to thank uh, Dave Haglund, the commissioner, of course, of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. One of the things that Evan told me about is we have a, a response. We had a, uh, Somebody uh, did send us a tweet and wanted to know, about the cross-country rankings, the preseason rankings for cross-country and the coaches' poll for both men and women. So I'm going to close out the show here in just a minute. But before we go, I'm going to give you the uh, the rankings of the Great Northwest Coaches' Poll in cross-country. So we have Alaska Anchorage, I guess not surprisingly, in the preseason poll ranked first in both men and women. Let me give you the rest of the men. Western Washington ranked second, Western Oregon and Montana State Billings are tied in the third spot. Ranked fifth is Simon Fraser. Seattle Pacific is sixth. Northwest Nazarene, seventh. Alaska Fairbanks, eighth. Central Washington, ninth. And uh, St. Martin's is uh, coming in tenth in the preseason poll for the men's in for the men in cross-country. For the women, following number one, Alaska Anchorage, Simon Fraser is ranked second. Seattle Pacific, Western Washington, Central Washington, Northwest Nazarene, Western Oregon, Montana State Billings, Alaska Fairbanks, and St. Martin's. I think we are out of time for this week's edition of the uh, GNAC Insider. I thank you so much for joining us this week, and we hope you'll join us as well uh, next week. It's going to be 7 p.m. as we uh, start the show live every Tuesday night, and you can join us then and participate if you wish. Or you can just catch it during the week via podcast on iTunes or at the Great Northwest uh, GNAC.com, GNACsports.com website. 
So thanks so much to all of our guests. Thanks to Evan O'Kelly. And thank you for being with us on GNAC Insider. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider. Or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com. Or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio. 